0: Welcome to the Tumble Talk podcast. I'm your host Samuel Gregory, and on this podcast, I'm showing my journey on how I'm growing a nomadic brand strategy and design studio. Well, I can talk for whales when it comes to bank accounts. This is the probably the first intentional podcast that I've done, and it's a bit of a beast. So, um, if you're interested in how we've navigated our uh, bank accounts and the trials and tribulations of Revolut, then uh, listen on. When we first started Dupline Draft, we, were, we wanted to be nomadic from the get-go and one of the most important things we needed to be able to do is accept payments from all different kinds of currencies from all over the world. At the time, Revolut was gaining a bit of steam. They allowed multiple different bank accounts accepting currencies from all over the world and it seemed like a pretty sure fit. They had lots of perks, like three months WeWork membership. They had travel insurance, I had device insurance, and most importantly, it integrated with our accountancy software that we use called FreeAgent. This was great. Every time we made a purchase, it would automatically sync to our accountancy software, and we could we could reconcile those payments with invoices, with receipts, whatever those transactions meant we could link them up and know exactly where we were spending our money and how we could respond to those payments, the ingoings and outgoings. They had a lot going for them at the time and with the ease of the application process, we decided that we would go with them and their business account. This business account cost us 25 pounds a month and we were happy with the fee, it was a, a relatively low fee Over time went by, I tended to see a lot of interesting comments around the behaviors, um, both externally and internally with regards to Revolut. It was first brought to my attention that Revolut were treating their employees quite badly. Um, There was an email, I think, that went out um, from the CEO, politely encouraging the employers to work on the weekends. that it, Something along the lines of that he was surprised that people weren't working on the weekends when they were so down. In fact, I'm probably gonna bring that up now. Um, so I have the email here. Um, his name is Nikolay Stronoski. I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. The email reads as such, I want to emphasise the importance of reaching out agreed KPIs for all product owners and team leads, and there's a bullet-pointed list of those things right now. KPIs are here, and then that bullet point is blacked out probably for privacy reasons. The second bullet point reads, your half a year bonus is a function of your individual performance and your team's performance. The third reads as follows. If your team does not hit KPIs, most likely your bonus will be zero, even if you are a great contributor. So push them! Exclamation mark. The fourth bullet point reads, I notice that several product owners, team leaders are significantly below targets and still do not work on weekends to catch up. There is a simple rule in place. POs and team members with performance rating significantly below expectations will be fired without negotiation after review. People and teams rated below expectations will be placed on a watch list. And then the final bullet point, Town Hall this Friday will be dedicated to this topic. So I think the key takeaway from that um, is the the bullet point around... um, Team leaders are significant, who are significantly below targets and still do not work on weekends to catch up. Um, you know, in an industry, in a tech industry where it's quite important that mental health and that you're excited and, and valued as a customer, um, that really isn't a great attitude to have from a CEO. So after the, after that kind of email went a bit viral, um, we personally noticed a few kind of things that were happening with Revolut that we just that just didn't seem to align with what we expected from them. The first thing we noticed, which although wasn't a massive deal for us, the perks that were promised um, that weren't immediately available when we first signed up with Revolut. Um, like travel insurance, device insurance, uh, lounge access. When the, when they finally got released, um, they just kind of fell short of expectations. For a start, you had to pay for these services. Where in the in the sort of marketing, it kind of made it sound like that they would come part of the package. You know, part of the the deal um, with going for their one of their paid services, which they weren't. The second thing to that is when we looked at the terms and conditions of, of something like the travel insurance, you weren't able to renew the insurance. The, the, first of all, the insurance only lasted 30 days, and then you weren't able to renew the insurance unless you were back you know, in the UK. So for an nomadic company like us, where we're constantly out of the country, um we it was redundant. We couldn't use their travel insurance. So we went with uh World Nomads. Um the lounge access was a thing you had to pay for. I think they've changed that now. Um it's important to know actually that these perks were not on the business account, but they were on the it was on the personal account and we we both had personal accounts as well as the business account. But I guess it's just to paint a picture of the landscape of the company that they are um becoming and maybe they were always like that but um, yeah I just thought I'd mention that um, and yeah we were just a bit dissatisfied that we would it would have to cost extra I guess the one thing to note if, uh, as a as a benefit to having the business bank account and we took full advantage of this was the three months free WeWork membership and we we joined WeWork three through three George Street in Sydney, and we really made the most of that. Like we went to events, we um, met loads of great people who have since become some of our best friends. Um, we really made the most of that membership, and that was great. And unfortunately, they don't offer that anymore. But um, yeah, that was that was one thing that was really good, and and that wasn't immediately available to us when we first joined. And I saw I saw it on our perks list, and you know, I it was really helpful. Instrumental, actually, in getting the company started. Um, Otherwise, I would have had to have been working in coffee shops, which would have cost money, of course. Um, Wouldn't have met people. uh, Wouldn't have. Wouldn't have really been as focused as I was able to get at WeWork. Um, So that was a real good, um, really good perk that they offered. But kind of reading on from little. incidents that happened with the company the uh the cfo quit now if a cfo quits from a bank you know something is a bit amiss there um although not too i don't think much information was released on the cfo quitting as to why they quit but it would just it didn't um it didn't it didn't exactly shout um you know, everything was golden and sunny over the Revolut camp. So that was just a bit of news that popped up and, and, and that sort of piqued our interest on, like, wow, well, what, what is this company doing? If you're enjoying this week's episode of Tumble Talk, make sure you head over to iTunes or wherever you're listening to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Back on with the show. And then something really strange happened with Revolut. We, we're a nomadic company, Okay. Um, And to be honest, I don't think that actually has any bearing on the surrealness of what happened. But in the private chat within the Business Revolut um, online application, um, we got a message asking us for our permanent business address. Now, I signed up. We... We have a registered address in the UK that's our accountant's address. And this isn't, you know, this isn't 21st century um, kind of activity here. I think having, having a, an address registered with your um, accountant instead of your own address can, is something that people do when they don't want to pay for an office. You know, offices often have 10-year leases. People don't want to pay 10-year leases. They they would much rather work from home. They would much rather work from coffee shops. They don't want to buy a lease on a building. So they don't have a registered business address. We obviously don't have a registered biz- uh, We where We don't have a place of work. We work... We, and, and we work anywhere we can really it's not we don't want an office it's not crucial for us to have an office it's not financially viable for us to have an office so to for, for revolut to message us and say we need evidence of your business address um, that you work from when our the our accountant's address was not sufficient on the application. Apparently, it's to do with something like their parent company, or I'm not too sure. But unfortunately, Revolut get the get the blame here because they make the decisions on who they partner with. So with with this kind of um, question, I, I immediately came back with, I'm sorry, we, we don't have a permanent business address. And I think I mentioned it in my message that this isn't an abnormal thing for people not to have a personal business address, especially with the kind of revolution of things like WeWork, which they offered a perk to, which, which is interesting. They offered a perk to WeWork, which in of itself offer hot desking, which you can buy on a daily basis. You can buy a hot desk for a day. You know, you can buy a hot desk for a month even so that in itself is not a permanent address and does not represent a, you know, a contract or a lease as a permanent place of work. So I messaged this back and to which I got a really um, kind of unhelpful response saying that unfortunately this is their policy. And I and, and I was at a loss. I was like, well, I don't... I don't know what to, I basically threw it back in their court and saying, look, we don't have a permanent address. Can you advise me on what to do? And they responded with, unfortunately, we we, we need a permanent address, really unhelpful. Um, I should probably get exactly what they said, but it wasn't exactly how it wasn't like it wasn't something along the lines of, oh, well, this might do that might do. I basically had to figure out I had to ask whether my parents address was sufficient enough, even though I don't even live with my parents. Um, I had to say I live with my parents and that was my primary place of work, which, of course, absolutely isn't. And even if I was living with my parents, my primary place of work would be coffee shops would be co-working spaces. So uh, uh, luckily that was sufficient, but really it was representative of a real lack of understanding on what service they were providing and who their primary customer was. Because um, I think, you know, I think I was, we as a company are probably their number one type of customer, a customer that, accepts payments from all over the world is nomadic not necessarily nomadic in nature but certainly someone who is is quite um, flexible with their with their place of work and with online banking is someone who doesn't kind of have like security and consistency with the way they work. They want that flexibility. They want they want lounge access because they're flying lots or they're they're, you know, part of the package of people buying these online bank accounts like, uh, Monzo and the like, is that they can use their bank account abroad. So I mean that's a that's a complete assumption by me. So I'm not I'm not necessarily going to hold them to that. But I don't think we're far off that you know, ideal, number one type of customer. Um, and in fact, the whole Revol- uh, the whole um, WeWork thing that I thought about just now, that, that literally just came into my head. So yeah, that, that's kind of left me thinking about why they would even offer Revolut if their intention was that they were, had to have a place of work. It could be the reason why they don't offer it anymore. I'm not too sure, but here we go. Um, And then the the final thing I would say that broke the camel's back was we are, we're in Bali right now and we're part of the Dojo community Facebook group. And there was someone, they asked a question along the lines of, does anyone have any alternatives to Revolut? Um, Because they've been blocked out of their account and have not been given a reason why and no access to their money, which I think is absolutely crazy just crazy just absolutely crazy that a bank could do that and that you need to um sort of call up or something like that um to get it resolved and they were furious and then following the chain of comments was um a whole heap of other people commenting saying yes they've had a similar experience blocked out of their account no explanation um and 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 the like things like that. And then interestingly that evening I went out for dinner with a friend and I raised I, I raised it for whatever reason. Um actually I know that our friends use Revolut themselves and they're European. One is from um Switzerland, the other is from Greece, and they use Revolut as well. And for, interestingly enough, our friend said yes, they are currently blocked out of their account and that he has to go back to Greece to resolve it i 'm not sure why he has to go back to Greece to be honest um i'm not sure whether that is i 'm not sure whether that is revolute enforcing that kind of behavior but he's basically got he had to go back to Greece to sort out his revolute account um so this this was just the final straw for me, and then I went on a mad you know hunt for what is what are our alternatives as a business um I still use them as a my main bank account personally, um, although I do have Monzo and um you know there's no reason why i can't find a new bank out there, but um, we use it quite minimally there's not a lot of money in there, uh, so i don't think we're actually giving them much um, business because i've got a few hundred pounds in our account but so I went on a a mad witch hunt of of different bank accounts to use um, and different ways we could potentially get around this issue actually that that's probably one of the uh, important thing to remember whilst whilst we were in sydney we would accept and we only really found this out when we were in sydney and we were accepting payments from people uh, with um, aussie dollars so we um would accept payment and on our invoices would be the i think it's an iban and a swift code or a bic or something like that Basically, the, when you open up a new sub-bank account within Revolut, you're not given a bank, you're, you're given a, a BIC and a SWIFT or, or whatever it is. And um, so I, those, those, that information would be on the invoice. So when we handed the invoice to people um, and clients and the like, we would, we would receive um, um, an exact figure less than what we invoiced Uh, what I mean by that is that we would receive $15 not you know $13.27 $15 as an example another account I think it was like $30 real even numbers and on kind of closer inspection and and kind of realization um we realized that um what it seemed like is that their our clients' bank accounts were charging them for inter, for international transfers because of the BIC and SWIFT. They're essentially international transfers, so they were being charged to pay us, and <clears throat> and so this w- this wasn't. This, this really caused friction then between us and our clients because it would look like that they haven't paid us. We would say, hey, we received this, we received this $15 less. Is, Has is anything happened? They sent the exact amount of the invoice. We received $15 less. And we know that Revolut don't charge for international transfers and they don't charge for um, currency transfers. So we know it was an our end. So the only thing I could think about That it was and in fact actually thinking back we we did confirm this is that their bank account did indeed charge them for an international transfer so this wasn't this wasn't on luckily we were dealing with a real um sympathetic client who actually then paid us they because it was 15 dollars they got charged they actually sent another payment of 30 dollars Um, So that the $15 would charge them and then we would receive that $15 that that wasn't received from the last invoice, which obviously isn't ideal. And from their perspective, they've got no record of where that $15 went. It just sort of disappeared into the ether Um, unless their bank account gives them an invoice for that international transfer. I'm not sure. But, so we 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 received that money luckily, but there were other clients who were basically held their hands up and said, "Look, we, you know, they obviously realised from their tax, their, their tax purposes, they can't retrieve that that I think it was thirty dollars or twenty five dollars that one client were, were charged. This wasn't a great experience at all for our customers. So, in 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 light of that kind of learning, we I was like, okay, so this is there's no better reason than to swap bank accounts. So I went on this witch hunt of looking for bank accounts to to, to find um, that suited our need and First of all, to um, resolve the currency transfer thing, we went with TransferWise. Now, the main reason why we went with TransferWise was because they give you, when you open up a sort of Australian bank account, for example, they give you native Australian bank account details. So I think that's a BSB and a sort code. So there is no international transfers whatsoever. They pay into an Australian bank account and then what you can do from there is that you can transfer that money um into into um our revolut account so that was already sorted actually by this point so we 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 made a few transactions Um, I guess a downside to that is that it does take a while for the money to appear in your transfer wise account so that puts us on a bit that makes us a bit anxious when someone's paid and we still haven't received it and we take 50% up front for all our um, all our jobs um, so when we're still waiting for that fifty percent, you know, it's days before. <coughs> excuse me. The de- It's days before we're supposed to kick off the project, and we still haven't received that amount. So we now have to ask for a PO from our client to to confirm that they've actually tra- They've processed the transaction, and that works out if it's net thirty or from our end, it's just a delayed um, appearance in our bank account. Um, and then the other, I guess, the other. Um, not so good thing about the transfer wise Revolut kind of partnership is that Revolut offer better rates on their transfer from for example Aussie dollars to Great British Pounds. But you cannot send Aussie dollars to Aussie dollars um via like international transfer. So we couldn't send that Aussie dollars to our Aussie dollar Revolut account for free, because Revolut um transferwise don't charge for that kind of um. Oh, sorry, I'm I'm getting confused. So the um. So we, we, we can't send Aussie dollar to Aussie dollar. So we have to make the currency transfer within transferwise, which they don't offer the be- the most competitive rates. They take that's where they make their money, as they make their money. Just it's a tiny amount, granted, but it's it's a tiny amount. So we have to transfer it to UK and then make a UK. Um, sorry, actually, we transfer it to our UK Revolut, and then it's transferwise that makes the transaction, the currency transaction into Great British pounds. It's still very low, so that's just one thing we had to deal with. Then the other thing after all this revolute nonsense, I was like, enough is enough. We're going to change bank accounts. So on on closer inspection we, we looked at I think the two kind of finalists were Tide and Starling and i think the the biggest thing for us um which made us go with starling is that they actually have insurance they actually have insurance for, if it's called FSCS insurance, and that's if our money goes missing or whatever, um, that they are covered by, you know, £75,000 or something like that. So that was really the clincher. And, and so our, our new setup now, just to wrap up, our new setup now is if we're accepting international transfers, uh, we do it through TransferWise, and then we transfer that to our Revolut account, which... Also, by the way, is a free account. Um, it won't be free forever. I think as we grow as a company, we start earning more money, it will become a paid service, but they offer a free service for I think there's a certain amount of money that's in the account or a certain amount of yearly revenue or something like that but the point is we have a free account now so we're not only saving ourselves 25 pounds a month because of our bank accounts we're actually just more comfortable with a service I think um, Starling are one of the oldest um, e-bank accounts if you want to call them that um, and or and they just didn't get the head start like Monzo did i think Monzo kind of really stood out in the market and and Starling looked a bit more classical like a classic bank account whereas Monzo were kind of cool so but now they're catching up and the the application is lovely it's just um a great kind of simple um experience you don't get the perks but for what we need we're more than happy we actually have a free we we downgraded our Revolut account to the free account um and that means that we i think we still get some of the perks not too sure i have to clarify that but all in all much much happier now to be away from Revolut and to have zero balance in that in that business bank account because like i say they seem like a terrible company um and we're also not we're also have a free so we're saving ourselves a little bit of money so that's where we are with business bank accounts. Um, and from, from a an nomadic perspective, that seems to work out great for us um, as, a, as a company that's accepting payments from all over the world. You could just make do with a TransferWise account. I think they have a, a, they have a card you can use. Um, I think for whatever reason, that doesn't work for us. Um, I should look into it really. But yeah, so that's our kind of banking uh, scenario at the moment. And until next time, tumble on. Love this episode of the Tumble Talk podcast? Head over to iTunes or wherever you're listening to subscribe, rate and leave a review. It's very much appreciated. Thanks for listening and until next time, tumble on.